Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Grime. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We're in episode 10 of season four, the very best one yet. What is up, the Daily Grinders? My name is Kelly, your host, as always. We have a new segment, a new feature that we're doing on social, and we want you to be a part of it. The Daily Grind, that's the name of our podcast. What does the Daily Grind mean to you? Our simple phrase, following a certain routine every morning to start your day or on a larger scale that shapes the outlook on your life. Submit yours on our direct link form, direct.me slash dailygrimepod, or visit us on social at dailygrimepod and get featured. I'll keep the introduction short. We are on our second episode of the Career Grind series. We have Tyler Bond with us on the show. He's a senior specialist in digital learning at Bain & Company. He's helped many in transitioning to business, learning and development, and answering questions in careers, interviews, salary negotiations, and much, much more. So welcome back on the podcast, Tyler. Thank you for having Thank you for having me, Kelly. And yeah, I'm excited. To, this will be my third time on the uh, Daily Grind podcast, and I'm still just as excited to to be able to um, share the wisdom that that uh, that I have to all the viewers or to all the listeners. Yeah, exactly. We're excited to have you on the show again, Tyler. Uh, we mentioned for our listeners tuning in today's episode. Prior episode uh, nine of season four, we talked about Tyler coming back on the pod with us, the latest and greatest with his story, his career transition. Now we're on to our second part of this series, really diving into job interviews, success stories, and really touching on a lot of key topics that yourself, including our daily grinders, need to navigate to level up in their industry and really perform at the best level that they can at their own grind. So Tyler, do you want to just give a little brief intro and maybe even share like a fun fact about yourself, you know, coming back on, on the show again here? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, so right now I'm currently a senior specialist on the digital learning team at Bain and Company. Uh, Bain and Company, Bain and Company is a management consulting firm um, with the offices uh, all over the world. A fun fact about myself, well, I guess uh, a really cool fact about myself is that um, I was able to get two sweet custom uh, Wilson rackets with the help of our podcast host, uh, Kelly Johnson. And my rackets are so freaking sweet. Um, every time I step on the tennis court, I know that I have the only rackets that look like mine. Yeah, so thank you, Kelly, so much for, for hooking me up with those rackets. Yeah, wonderful. I love I love the throwback fun fact there. All hypes. We're gonna have to put you in the best hands um, at the Adidas brand here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> feeling feeling you outside the tennis court, but 
all, uh, we're all about the sports here for sure. But we want to touch on, um, you're the expert in regards to, that's why we have you on today's show and talk about uh, career transitions. Uh, we talked about in the first part of the episode, like I mentioned in the intro, uh, career transitions. And we teased out a little bit, but like, what's your like motivation behind, you know, helping friends and family? You, we mentioned off air too, that you've expanded your network, not just, you know, from the Midwest, but even outside the Midwest across the States in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, what, what started off as like volunteering with uh, volunteering my time on LinkedIn um, with, with the group that I mentioned uh, teaching a path to learning and development. Um, so I started off with volunteering to help teachers with their career transitions. And as I've been uh, more successful with doing all that, I've also been able to expand um, who I work with. And um, that, you know, it, it goes into uh, family and friends um, who I'm able to mentor and give career advice to um, because they, they see the work that I'm, I'm doing um, for other teachers. And I think what gives me more confidence about it is that a lot of the things that I say uh, or the, a lot of the advice that I give to like teachers who are specifically going into uh, corporate work and like going through their own career transitions, that advice is still transferable to my family and my family and friends, even though they're not going into the same field that I'm in. That that's really great to hear. Again, awesome to hear the your background on motivation and motivating us on today's episode. Just in t talking about, you mentioned key keywords in regards to not just being in the, the current industry app, but you're able to see similarities of, of people that you've helped that are across industries. Um, not like you mentioned, not just in education, not just in business, but able to touch on a lot of pinpoints that similarities across um, our daily grinders that are to go into engineering or health or somewhere else. But we all have to have a similar, similar traits, including like confidence, for instance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, the, 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 the similarity for, for all of the people um, that I help is that, you know, getting on understanding like the, the jobs that they're applying for and like trying to tailor their resume and like optimize their LinkedIn profiles, like it all helps build confidence so that when they go into the interviews, like they know their own story, they know, you know, they know how to uh, perfectly describe their past experiences and they know how to describe the, the value that they'll bring into the, the next role that they're going to get. That's great. And then just speaking of uh, like success stories or the many people that you've helped so far today, I don't want to name a number. Uh, I don't want to put a timestamp on this, but can you share with us some recent success stories in regards to uh, people you've worked, uh, people you've worked with, mentored and coached uh, from that career interview process? Uh, like any, uh, we're going to open up the floor to you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'll try to get a specific story. So one of my friends, one of my friends was massively underpaid um, for her, her work. And we sat down and we looked at like, you know, we just went through the data. We looked at her, her title in her industry, in her geographic area. And we looked at like, what was the average salary that a person in this role, um, in this industry, in this geographic area should be paid. And I think we came out to a number that was like, I, I think she was getting paid like, 60 some K and like she should have been paid like 75 K. And um, so obviously that, that was a big issue that she was being massively underpaid. So we put together a whole plan that, you know, she needed to bring to her employer to get a uh, salary increase. And when she brought it to 
the to her employer, she ended up getting like a, a 13, 13K bonus. It wasn't a salary increase, but it was a 13K bonus that uh, kind of like got her to the to the point where she was getting paid the average um, amount for her position in her industry, in her geographic area. And beyond just getting that bonus, she was able to take the same um, mindset or like the same approach and start applying for different jobs. And she ended up getting um, uh, another job that paid her like 88K. So now she went from being massively underpaid to uh, one, collecting a bonus that got her to the, the average pay for, for her job. And then two, getting a job offer that now paid like 88K. So that's like, you know, 13K higher than, than her um, industry average at the time. And so, yeah, she was able to get that bonus piece out and get a much higher paying job. And that was like that. It, that was a huge win for her, and it was also a huge win for me. Like I felt like that was the the greatest like FU that she could have given her current company, and I was just really happy to see her like stick it to them that they'd been underpaying her this entire time, and she got the last laugh. Oh, that's great to hear. Perfect example of a, one of many success stories that you had working with others uh, in salary negotiation and other areas of interest when we make the, the career transition. And, and people change careers for many different uh, reasons, too. Factors like better pay, you know, uh, leaving a stressful job or better work-life balance, uh, wanting a new challenge or kind of losing interest or passion in the current field that they do. Do you see similarities or differences or uh, any areas of focus that like factors that kind of motivate them to, to reach out to you or, you know, seek that help to, to take themselves to the next level? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, for my family and friends, I think the, the most common factor that I see is people is, so I'd say there's two, there's two, two kind of like groups. So like the first group will be, will be like, people who don't like their job at the moment and like want to get a new job. And then two would be like people who maybe like their job, but want to get paid more. So those, those are the two um, factors that, that I see amongst the family and friends that, that I helped out with. And with, you know, with how hot the job market is now, I just tell like all of them, like that if you're looking for a new job or you want to get paid more, like this is the time to ask because competition you know, competition from companies to hire people is so high. Like you have to capitalize on it. Yeah, really well said, Tyler. And then even too, like the benefits of having that career change. So like you mentioned with the your success, the one of many success stories, she obviously received a higher pay, but probably could touch on pinpoints of, you know, being happier, more satisfied, more fulfilled, like less stress, like those other factors that they, it's a positive career change. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's, you know, there's so much more to like happiness than just salary. I'd say salary is like the starting point. That's probably what I would say is like non-negotiable. It's like if like you need to get paid what you're worth, that's not negotiable. And then beyond that, it's like, what are all the other benefits? Like, you know, not, not just financial benefits, but like what's, you know, are you going to enjoy your work? Are you going to have enough work-life balance? Those are all also um, things that, that need to be considered. And underneath that whole like salary negotiations that you specialize in and help uh, others in, can you like maybe touch on a little bit more like what's it go in uh, within like um, I guess let's go within the layers of salary negotiation like uh, does it start with like assessment you know checking out the job options you know what's on the market like tell tell us more. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably start off by saying that I'm not an expert in salary negotiations. 
Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say that I'm a specialist either. What, um, what I can say is that, like, I've been successful in my own salary negotiation and that I've been able to use, like, my, uh, my, my own skills to help other people with their salary negotiations. So that much is, is fact. Um, but I would not go as far uh, as to say that I'm an expert in salary negotiations because I am definitely not. It's, it's on it's on the grind or but uh just in in this area or this uh, avenue like you mentioned the different key traits like uh for instance just having that confidence or uh being able to do you see like the barriers or challenges that kind of limit people you know stuck in a dead-end job or uh they continually do something that they don't like like what's what do you think could yeah. get people over the hump in kind of taking that step to do research or try to apply for new jobs improve their uh, LinkedIn profile, things of that. Yeah, I think uh, like um, uh, like you said, confidence. Confidence has a lot to do with it um, because people want the stability of having a job. Like that's, I think any person who has a job like would would understand that. Like you know, you want job stability, and there's always a fear when you do anything um, or anything happens that jeopardizes your job. So for other people who like might want to like look for another job like that fear of like rejection is, is something that is, is a huge barrier for them to like even start looking or the the doubt that they have within themselves that they could do something else or they would be you know that they would be ready for the next promotion that that self-doubt would be another barrier so those, those are things that that i try to help um, people get over um and i think the, the best way to do that is just to like you know, understand the job, whatever the job is. And then the other thing is to understand, like, understand the data, like what, what, what are the industry trends in, in terms of salary? So all, you know, understanding the job and then understanding the, the industry trends, that's like, that's part of like getting the right answer. Like when you, when you go to your employer or you go into get a job offer from a different company, you want to have the right answer so that, you know, you know that what you're asking for is fair. And even too, I think we touched this on your first episode of the series, but in regards to uh, making that career transition, there's not really, a, uh, or even uh, having a mentor or seeking out a mentor or a coach, there's not really an age limit or there's not really a skill limit to uh, you making that career transition, right? Like you can literally, time is now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there, I think there's some there's something on the internet or somewhere that says that people go through like a certain number of different careers or different jobs in their entire career. And I think that's very true. Like even for myself, like I'm 31 and I've gone through two different careers now and who's, you know, who knows where else I'll go in the next 20 plus years of my work career. Yeah. There's endless opportunities, uh, always areas for us to improve, including myself and Tyler here on the show. I'm continuously learning. We'll touch more on that, obviously in episode three of this series, but just speaking of the whole entire, I guess, process or in regards to making that career transition or job interviews in general, can you touch on maybe like walk us through some of the, these key like topic areas or uh, steps in, in making that successful uh, career transition. So for instance, like self-analysis, like uh, having putting, uh, going through an assessment. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think the, what, what I offered in the first um, episode of 
this series was um, the advice that people going through career transitions need to really understand what the role is about, um, right? So, um, and, and uh, the, the strategy that I gave was looking at like five different job descriptions for that one role that you're trying to go into and like putting those five on a Word document, trying to highlight the key words, the key verbs, key skills, all that sort of stuff that ties into the self-analysis part, right? So if, if you've done that work and, and you have it in front of you, you are able to say like, yes, I know how to do this, or no, I don't know how to do this. Yes, I have this skill, or no, I don't have the skill. So by that point, you know, what I would do is like, I would take all the things that I have, like the knowledge, skills, and abilities that I have, put them on like one column of, of, of a two column table. And then on the other side of that, column table, I'd put like all the knowledge, skills, and abilities that I didn't have, because that self-analysis will tell you what you need to work on next. So, and, and all this is tying into like you understanding the rule for, for yourself. So that's like the action plan to go forward beyond just like the self-analysis. There would be other things like a LinkedIn profile or a resume that need to be optimized to the, the position itself. So every person needs to have a LinkedIn profile or a resume that's optimized to that job description. And the purpose of this is to, for, for the LinkedIn profile, is to be able to um, be surfaced within search results whenever a recruiter or a hiring manager is um, looking for a, a role to fill and they're, they're trying to source candidates. So that's what the LinkedIn profile is for. And making sure that when that hiring manager or recruiter lands on your LinkedIn page, they get all the information that they need from you and only that information. Like you're not going to make them waste their time and read like through your whole life story, right? Um, it needs to be optimized where you're going to tell them what they need to know and you're going to use the language that they're looking for to show that you're qualified for the position that they're hiring for. And then for the resume part, it's, um, it's more like being able to get a, a strong base resume that you can modify for all the jobs that you um, apply for. So that's like the extra step that I, I think that most job applicants don't do is that they don't modify their resume. They'll take one resume and they'll just like shotgun it out to, to every job that they apply for. And I made that mistake. Like that was a, that's, I think I said that in the first uh, episode of the series as well. I was like, I wasted a lot of time, um, right, with my own career transition. And one of the ways that I wasted time is that I used the same resume for every single job application. That was really stupid of me. And I don't want people making that mistake. Um, and so with the work that, that we do to build a strong base uh, re um, resume is so that when it comes to the time that we need to modify the, the, the resume, it'll only take like 20 minutes. So you modify your resume in like 20 minutes, you send it out, you know, the next time you need to apply for another job, you modify it again. And maybe by the end of it, it only takes you like 10 minutes to modify your resume for every um, job application. Um, so th those are uh, like a, a couple things that, that I would do. Um, and it really comes down to understanding what the role is. Yeah, really well said, Tyler. And just, yeah, making sure you have that clear, like um, you start with that why, like wh what, you ha what you're currently doing, why you, you're seeking for a new job, and then clear on, on that what and the, the action steps and what it's going to take. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about the, I guess, the mistakes, I've, I've done that too in the past with sending out the same resume to, to multiple employers that doesn't 
wrote down time efficiency as you're you're talking about that and it's so important though because you're taking you mentioned what 20 minutes of uh, putting a self-investment in yourself for in the long term that yeah. 20 minutes is going to tremendously pay off down the road so really for well sure. yeah for sure like you said it it, it does it might feel like it's going to take a long time at first because you know anytime you're doing something new it's it takes time to get better at it. Um, but by the end of it, it really will set you apart as a candidate because most people do not do these things. And then even coming off of SOCUS, we update our LinkedIn profile, our resume, you know, the key documents, uh, the, the items that really tell our story. Next comes to that, that application process. So hitting on time efficiency, Tyler, do you have like best practices and, you know, setting ourselves up to really nail it in the application process and even leading into interviews here? Yeah, I think the bottom line for like best practices for applications is like, is that saying like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So on LinkedIn um, being, you know, LinkedIn being the, the primary social network for um, for like professionals and, and like um, job applications, if, you, if, if uh, someone really wants to like optimize how they spend their time on LinkedIn, they should connect with people who are recruiters or can try to connect with the hiring managers for any of the open positions that they see. Um, and then beyond trying to connect with the hiring manager or a recruiter, it'd be like trying to connect with people who work within those companies so that you know you could build a relationship and that that person would be able to refer you for a position because anytime uh, a candidate has a referral, it's going to increase their chances of them getting an interview. Same thing with like, you know, connecting with a a recruiter, a hiring manager, like if you're connected with the recruiter, then they can, the recruiter will already pass your resume onto the hiring manager and you won't have to go through the, uh, the, the online application system. Or if you connect directly with the hiring manager, well, you've already like given yourself a chance to talk to the person who's hiring for that position that you want to apply for. So you kind of skip all the steps in between. Yeah, really well said. Again, goes to that point of being time efficient as well as, you know, getting cahoots with the right people. Obviously, just be able to understand the avenues you need to go to. LinkedIn is a really great social network. Obviously, uh, you can meet people in a lot of different ways, uh, both not just from there, but uh, kind of piece together, do your research. I mean, it does take time to <clears throat> to figure out who the hiring manager is or what recruiter get in touch with or who is part of your network if you ha don't really have a big circle already. But that time, that investment in yourself really pays off in the, in the long run. Yeah, it does. It's, it's like, um, you know, using the platform as, as what it's meant for. I think like the connection part is, is the big piece of it. Some people will have the perspective that they only use LinkedIn when they need to look for a job. And that's not really an efficient way to go about it. And a more efficient way to go about it would be like to use LinkedIn to connect with other people like within your industry or connect with people um, at different companies so that when you're ready to apply for a job, you already have built those connections and can reach out to those people um, like personally to ask for their help. Um, yeah, it's, it's always easier to get like, it's, it's always easier to get a job when you already have a job, right? Um, so when you don't need the job, like that would be a good time to like invest your energy into connecting with those people so that when you're ready to get, um, get a new job, like that work is already done. 
Yeah, really well said. Now, I want to just add on one more thing too, not just connecting with the people, but like you mentioned, like your LinkedIn profile, like we should be having that up to date, like latest and grace. If people search you or if a recruiter proactively reaches out to you, like you want them to know like what you currently do and what you're, uh, what you do on your daily grind. And if you're actively seeking, or I think they have a couple different features where you can uh, say like you're open to new mm-hmm. jobs or things like that. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. It's like, um, you know, tying into the LinkedIn profile with the, um, the base resume, it's like those two things should be very closely aligned with each other so that if a recruiter or hiring manager lands on your page, they would be able to evaluate whether you're fit to like move on to the next round just by looking at your LinkedIn profile. Like they wouldn't even need to ask for your resume because everything that they've seen, um, on, on your profile, is either like like it, it's either like acceptable to them like they will have determined that you're a qualified candidate or it's everything that that they would have seen on, on the resume and i just want to touch on one more key area you kind of triggered me in regards to just again linkedin being a really great networking platform but just speaking on behalf of networking though too like don't just think of your day-to-day just who's in your industry who you currently work with or your friends and family but kind of go outside like what do you do outside the office are you in a particular hobby do you volunteer for a specific organization or do you you know in the neighborhood that you live in are you part of part of one of the the community groups things of that nature those people know other mm-hmm. people or there's so many different touch points out there that sometimes you gotta like put on that creative uh that creative hat and uh kind of explore go places yeah for sure and I, I just think of like anyone who like volunteers with like the kelly johnson foundation would be connected to you and you have a massive network of like professionals and are involved in like really cool work and you know the, the sports industry which a lot of people are into so like that's just like one way like if, if if a listener were to just like be involved with like the the kelly johnson foundation like that that would be like one step into like opening this whole network that 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 is available to them yeah and i think most days now nowadays i think too maybe just with our generation who knows we're, we're coming from the midwest nice side but i think a lot of people like to for the most part i can't speak for every single person that's on linkedin or out there in the world but for the most part if mm-hmm. if you ask a question if if they're not able to answer it they're able to at least forward you to someone else or you can even ask that second question like i know you're busy at this time but do you have some person in mind or a referral or a recommendation that i could possibly reach out to have a quick chat coffee chat or whatever to kind of lead me in the right direction or there's so many people that have overlapping relationships or mutual connections that Mm -hmm. you can you know gain that knowledge that you want to see receive or understand what this position entails or the responsibilities that it needs yeah I, i totally agree with you um kelly i think that you know most humans like want to help other humans um and so if you put yourself out there and, and ask for help, I think that you're you're likely to find at least one person who is willing to help you out because that's that's just human nature is, is to help out other people. Yeah, that's what we do here in the pod. That's what we do. I love the shout out, the tie into the Kelly Johnson Foundation, our nonprofit. So uh, hit the nail on the head in regards to uh, just making a difference out there, Tyler. Yeah, all the best success. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up our, our episode two here. Uh, lots of great takeaways. Just as a reminder, in our, our episode one with Tyler, he talked about his his own personal career transition and updates since being on our show, one of our OG Daily Grinders from season one, and also 
pra best practices for entering that career transition. Now we're going to uh, looking further ahead in our series. Our next one, we'll talk on continuous learning and improvement. Any last thoughts, Tyler, here for us on, on this episode? Yeah, I think the last thought that I have would be like for anyone who's listening to this podcast, um, just on the topic of like connections and, and networking, that um, for anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you enjoy like a, a particular episode and you reached out to whoever was the, the, the podcast guest on that episode and said, you know, hey, I listened to your episode and I really found what you said to be insightful. Like, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn or on, on Twitter, that those people would be flattered that you first, like, listen to what they had to say and then second, like, put yourself out there to connect with them. So those are, like, some easy wins that, that I see on the topic of um, connecting and, and networking. Oh, I love it. That's a really great gem, Tyler. Uh, just again, following up and having that consistency, that keyword of the day um, from our previous episode, mm -hmm. I'd say maybe networking is our, our topic of today's episode. Just <laughs> being to go outside your comfort zone and just being able to put yourself out there, be able to understand, listen to today's episode, network with Tyler here on the show, get involved and just have a good time. Always, you know, be able to make those right moves and ask the right questions. Yes. So. Tyler, last but not least, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you, you want to learn more from you, uh, network with you too in general, um, how can they do so? Yeah, the best way to reach out to me is uh, through LinkedIn. So it's just my full name. Uh, I am I think I'm the only Tyler Bond out there. Um, so it's Tyler Bond. That's You can search for me there. Um, otherwise, I have a public uh, Twitter account um, that is Mr. Underscore Tyler Bond. And those are probably the, the two best ways to reach out to me. Awesome. We'll put Tyler's contact info, where to find him online. And so you can connect with him, ask him questions, and really learn from him, uh, not just on today's podcast, but outside the Daily Grind as well. So thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Tyler for being on the podcast. Yep. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. And I'm looking forward to the next part in the series. Thanks for tuning in to the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. Yep, thank you, Kelly. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian.